This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I got near Shabbos of Hanukkah. We'd like to wish a mazdov to Rabbi Mrs. Yaakov Wasser upon on the chatzon of their daughter this this week. Tema to Zevi Glucksman. May they be zeichet to build a bayis nema Yisrael. Tema was very lucky to grow up in a home of her parents where she saw such beautiful values, such a love of chesed, love of every Jew, a deep value of Torah. May Hashem she should take all of those wonderful things that she learned in home together, all the wonderful things her chassan learned in his home, and they should build a house where the shechina can dwell, a makam that Kosh will visit and be there and be proud of the home that they'll build. And Hashem will see much nachas from them. This week's parasha, parasha Asvayeshev, this year falls out as Shabbos Chanukah, which means there's much messages and lessons that we're supposed to learn from both the Chanukah story and the Parshas Hashavu as well. Perhaps one of the most glaring ideas in this week's parasha is what we see unfolding in front of our own eyes. We see the difficulty that Yosef is going through. We see the difficulty that Yosef is going to experience. All the hardship and loneliness of being taken away, being sold by his own brothers, to be taken to a foreign land, only gets worse and later on in the parasha, where he then is put into jail for a crime he didn't do, with no end in sight, perhaps. He never f- thought he'd ever get out of jail. It's very depressing and a very difficult story. However, we know that all of this that happened was ultimately for the best. His being sold down to Mitzrayim, his being in jail, ultimately turned out for the best. There's an unbelievable medrash in this week's parasha. The medrash tells us in the parasha that while <clears throat> even before all this took place, even before the birth of Yehuda's children that will ultimately be the Geula, HaKadosh Baruch was already working the Refuah Kaidim HaMaka. HaKadosh Baruch was working the world in a way that he was setting the stage for there to be the birth of David, the birth of Mashiach to the children of Yehuda and Tamar, which would eventually and will be the Geula for Kala Yitzvah, way before there was even talk of Hashim and Mitzrayim. Look how early everything was running, before Yosef was even sold down to Mitzrayim, before there was even Hashim and Mitzrayim already. The wheels were rolling for Kala Yitzvah, so to say, and setting stage for what's going to be the Geula with Mashiach himself. So right away we see already how HaKadosh Baruch who navigates the world. He sets up, as we all know, the Refuah Kaidim Amaka. And what looks to be so dark and so glooming and so difficult sometimes turns out to be a big bracha. Mepharshim will bother in this week's parasha. How was it allowed? How was it permissible for Yosef to go follow his father's orders and go look for his brothers when he was literally putting his life at risk? We have a rule that someone is not supposed to put his life at risk. So how was he allowed to do it? So people answer it's because he was on his way to do a mitzvah. So if he was on his way to do a mitzvah, so how did something bad happen? So there are Chaim HaKadosh answers, because nothing bad happened. Yosef being sold out to Mitzrayim was not damaged. It was not bad. It was the biggest bracha. It took some time for this to be seen. It took some time for this to be realized. But ultimately, this experience was not a damage. This was not a bad thing. On the contrary, this was actually a good thing. So throughout this parasha we see how the wheels of history and really the future are rolling. How what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does in the beginning is setting the stage for what's going to happen later. Sometimes it's hard to see it. At the darkest times, it's hard to see that. But we know and we believe that there is always a good that comes out of it. 
And the Satmar Rebbe quotes an amazing medrash. He says that the Pach Shemen, that jug of oil, that we found miraculously after we went into the Beis Hamikdash, after we after we retook the Beis Hamikdash from the Greek army, that was miraculously still with the seal of the Kohen Gadol. He says that that was placed there years ago. Hakadosh Baruch Hu specifically put there a Pach Shemen, knowing that one day there'll be this story of Hanukkah, exactly this idea of the Refuah Koydim Amake, and this shows us how much Hashem loves us. He loves us so much that He knows He's going to have to bring difficulty to us, even pain or hardship to us. But He always sets up a plan in advance where the Yeshua will come from. We're never left alone. We're never left to figure it out on our own. We're always given this unbelievable idea of the Rafua Koydim HaMaket. And sometimes in life we just have to look and see, you know what, it looks bleak. It looks dark. But we're going to be able to do this. And that's the entire story of Hanukkah. The story of Hanukkah was a very, very difficult time in Jewish history. The Jewish people saw no real way of getting out of this predicament. And they pushed themselves to go to a battle, which they shouldn't have won. Based on nature, they shouldn't have won such a battle. But when a Yid realizes he's doing this for HaKadosh Baruch he's not doing it for himself. He's doing this for Hashem's honor. Then Hashem sends us unbelievable siyat to the The Ger Rosh Hashiva, Shalalta, was in Florida. And he spoke and he pointed out something very interesting. He said about the tragedy that happened in Eretz on October 7th. He said, when did it, ha- when did it happen? It happened on Simchus Torah in Eretz Yisrael. For us, Shemini Atzeres, but for them, Simchus Torah. He says, Simchus Torah is one of the most unifying days on the Jewish calendar. It's one of the days where all of the Jewish people get together. Why? Because what happens on Simchus Torah? Every Jew gets an Aliyah. On a regular Shabbos, he can't give every Jew an Aliyah. Not everyone gets an Aliyah. Some, perhaps some people feel slighted. They didn't get an Aliyah. They wanted an Aliyah. Simchas Torah, every male gets an aliyah. No one feels slighted. What happens is Simchas Torah, we all dance together. We don't really make distinctions of who you are, what you are. Everyone gets thrown into the circle. And he even said there are some who only come to Shul on Simchas Torah, not Jim Kippur. We always think it's Jim Kippur as the day that gets the most attendance. He said, no, he thinks Simchas Torah is the day. That is the day marked in the Jewish calendar for Jewish unity. And that was the day of Jewish tragedy. But Sedim Shalalter, the Ger Rosh Hashiva, no, that was the Rafua Kaidim Amaka. This was the day chosen. A day that as it is reunified. And then the tragedy, because this is going to be our way out of this tragedy, is that unification that comes from Simchas Torah, which continues on every day now. And Klaus so will becoming more unified, more united. In life, in the struggles of life, Hanukkah represents the light. That what looks to be so bleak and so difficult and so impossible, and so imaginable, we say to HaKadosh Baruch listen Hashem, I'm here to try. I think that's Pshat and Yala Nisim. Just hit me today. How many times have we said Yala Nisim? When we read Yala Nisim and Davening, what do we say? We talk about the war. We talk about going back into the base of Migdash, rebuilding the base of Migdash, trying to put it back. And we're Madlik the Menairus, and we light the Menaira, and then became the Yom of Hanukkah. There's no mention of the miracle of the oil. Because the lesson of the Alanisim is when Kalaisul came back to the base of Mikdash, they saw they don't really have the availability to do the mitzvah the right way. So instead of throwing up their hands and saying, well, we tried, they did the best they can. Madliku Asaneris, they went through the action. They said, listen, this is, the, the, this is what we're dealt with. We are going to make the best of this. That is the Jewish outlook on sorrow. That is the Jewish outlook on tragedy. We're not going to roll over and play dead and say, well, what can I do? We're going to try. We're going to do whatever we can do. 
And that's the, that's basically the story of Hanukkah. Was the Jews really had, did not stand a chance against a very powerful Greek army. Yet the Jews said, we're not going to just roll over and play dead. Because we don't roll over and play dead as a nation. We don't allow another nation to try to annihilate us. Or to try to take us away from our Torah mitzvahs. We do whatever we can do. And when a Jew does whatever he can do, he sees unbelievable miracles. That's also the idea behind Ruvain in this week's parsha. When Ruvain tried whatever he could do to save his brother, maybe his plan wasn't perfect. But when a Jew tries to do whatever he could do, he gets credited. Ruvain gets credited as if he saved Yosef. Even though Ruvain didn't exactly have the most perfect plan to get his brother out by trying to suggest putting him into a pit. But Ruvain tried. Instead of giving up, instead of rolling over, we try. That is the motto, that is the mentality of the Yid and the Tzara. We don't give up. We try, and we see Siyat HaDeshmaya. We try whatever we can do. We're not trained soldiers, we're not army men, so we do our part. We daven, we say to Hillel, and we do what we can do. But the lesson is when a Jew is in tragedy, we don't give up. We try, and from that we see unbelievable light. From that we see unbelievable Paris. Mithashem, the power of Hanukkah, combined with this week's parasha, where a yid has to remind himself of what looks so bleak, what looks so tar, so difficult, what looks so dark, is something good. There's a silver lining. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always gives us the refuah kaitim amaka. There's always something good. Nothing is as bad as it seems. Everything's a blessing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mithashem, we should internalize the message of Hanukkah as well as the message of the parasha's vayeshem. We should be zaycha to see unbelievable miracles in our own lives in our personal lives, in the lives of Klai Yisrael, we need miracles now more than ever. This year we're, 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 we're feeling what it means to be at battle. Klai Yisrael battled against the Greeks. Here we feel perhaps superior to Hamas, but we have to remind ourselves we're not superior in anything. We're superior if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us that, that, that ability. We have to remind ourselves that we're in battle. We have to remind ourselves it's a difficult time. But it's the Yom Tov of Hanukkah. We celebrate. We appreciate and we realize how HaKadosh Baruch was on our side. We should all be zeich to a wonderful Shabbos. We should all find and see beautiful, beautiful Nisim in our lives and the lives of all of Christ. We all have a wonderful Shabbos.